It's time for the top four at four with Levac and Gaz. Four. Time for the four biggest stories in the world of sports. The top four at four is brought to you by Mohawk Honda, where they always got a little way to please you. Guys, what are the fourth biggest story? What is it? Falcons, Raiders, Chargers are some of the teams that have vacancies right Commander, now. Commanders, Seahawks, Panthers, Titans. Yeah, thanks. Gotcha. That's even better. I'm written down. All right. So with that being said, it is a Friday. We're known sometimes in the NFL for the Friday news dump, but it's four o'clock-ish right now. Levac, I'll ask this question. <laughs> By the time we come back on the air Monday, over under 0.5 vacancies filled over. from now, from us talking right now, not when you're listening, but from us talking right now on the live side, Fox Sports 95, 9 and 980, to Monday, over. Over. Okay, what vacancy do you think it is? Belichick to the Falcons. Um, I think that looks good. Um, I, I'm, I'm on the fence about Vrabel to the Chargers. I think that could happen, but I think Belichick, because I think what you, if if I'm Arthur Blank, and I know marketing, and he knows marketing, try to try to watch college football, not think of Home Depot. I think he wants to announce while everyone's thinking football, so I think he'll do it either right before or between the games this weekend, somewhere in there. That's so interesting of your take because my take was going to be, I think Belichick waits till Tuesday so it could be all about Belichick and not get in the way of the NFL. <laughs> no, yeah. it could be either way, though. Like, if you want the attention on your franchise, you want the most social media clicks, you time up the post exactly where it is. Depends on who wants to go old school or new school. It's kind of the way I look at it. If you're old school like Arthur Blank, maybe you go with Tuesday. New school, maybe you go in the middle of the games. Maybe somebody on the social media team's pressuring him. I'm trying to figure out the right number, two. By the time we come yeah. back on, it could be three. It could be it could be Belichick to the Falcons, Quinn Dan Quinn to the Seahawks, and Vrabel to the Chargers. That's what I think. I'm gonna go with under. I don't disagree with the teams you just said there and the spots you just said there. I have no pushback on that. I feel like today would be more like in the next six hours or over the weekend that Sirianni or McCarthy would get let go. And the reason I think about yeah. that is because these are the exit interviews for most NFL teams. This is the opportunity. Well, McCarthy, they told us he's staying. Allegedly. Allegedly. Sirianni, I think, could happen. So these exit interviews is like, let's recap the season. So maybe nobody wants to coach the Cowboys because of Jerry Jones. And that list of people we just talked about, they don't want to work with Jerry Jones. Like, they've done enough in their careers. They're like, we're good. Like, we'll go find somewhere else to work so we don't have Jerry Jones meddling in everything. For Sirianni, remember, it was about a week. I had to go look this up today. It was about a week after that whole Washington game with the Eagles that Doug Peterson finally went, and they told Doug Peterson in the exit interview, which is very common at any types of level of football, especially college and pro, hey, we got to make some changes. Let's start with the coordinators. And Peterson's like, no. He's like, no, 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 we got it. He's like, no, I'm loyal to my guys. All right, this isn't going to work out. Bye. I don't think Sirianni is like that, but, boy, we have evidence of exit interview, coach exiting. I would say under my question and Sirianni would be the number one on most likely to be out, and another vacancy opens up. That's my play, but I could be wrong. We'll see. I'll tell you this. I think Sirianni being fired is the only way Harbaugh's not back in Michigan next year. Sirianni being fired is the yeah. only way Harbaugh is back in not Michigan? Not back in Michigan. I think he's going back. Oh, okay. I think he would take the Eagles job, but I don't think he – I don't think – I think that it would either be the Eagles or the Chargers, and the Chargers doesn't feel like the right fit to me. But him and Jeffrey Lurie, I can see them hitting it off pretty quick. So I, I think, I think Harbaugh's headed back to Michigan. I think he'll get the clause that says he can't be fired for cause if they find something from before. He'll go back to Michigan. He'll win another championship. Uh, Ohio State will lose for five more years to Michigan, and then maybe he'll come out.
feel like you're in my mind right now. First that Belichick take about Atlanta, and now that one where I haven't said this out loud until now, but you just kind of ripped it right out of my brain. I've just assumed Harbaugh's going to be the GM the whole time. Like, Harbaugh's been so used to the college thing of building his roster through recruiting. I've never said this out loud. I think Harbaugh wants to be the GM. Well, Harbaugh's think, a pain in the ass. Yes, I think he wants to be the head coach and the GM and makes all roster decisions. And some team, maybe Washington, maybe the Chargers, maybe the Titans, maybe someone gives it to him. And I just realized I've never actually said that out loud. But there we go. All right, so we want to start number three. Turn number three, some NBA action to be aware of coming up. The Knicks have had back-to-back -back games. So no New York Knicks action, but the Brooklyn Nets take on the Los Angeles Lakers tonight. It's a 10-30 tip-off. Out on the West Coast, get ready for that matchup if you're a Nets fan. Nets have not been playing too too well over the last few games. Looks like they're falling further and further down when it comes to the playoff stands in the East. The Knicks back in action on Saturday, a Saturday night game in Madison Square Garden where they're going to take on the Toronto Raptors. 7.30 tip-off set for that game, 7 o'clock. Coverage gets underway right here. On your home for New York Knicks basketball, Fox Sports 95, 9 and 980. The fact that should be an odd game for Toronto, really a tough one to handicap too. Or wager on because we know Pascal Siakam's out. We know RJ Barrett is playing his former team. OG's playing his former team. These are always those tough games. IQ. IQ as well. These are tough because you wonder in basketball in particular, does his teammates just let him go? Does it turn into an all-star game at some point? Like, go get him. But I don't feel like there's bad blood between these guys when they swap squads. Should be a really fun game, though, on Saturday night. I, I think they. I think everybody likes each other, but I also think there's part of that where – if you're one of the guys that felt like you were being held back because those guys were here, you probably want to show out. You know, if you're one of the guys, like if you're OG, do you have bad blood just because? Like, remember, these basketball, a lot of guys try to have that Jordan mentality of, you wronged me. Wait, how did I wrong you? You know what you did. Um, so I, I, I would expect Miles McBride to have a good game. I think OG will go off a little bit. And, and listen, if Brunson and Hart are healthy, they'll play. But... I, I think there's it could be a fun game. It could be fun. I I don't expect there to be any standing ovations for anybody in Raptors jerseys, I can tell you that. Jalen Brunson is so good. I don't know how many more times gonna have to say it in January, but that game last night for Washington. He he was a superstar. He was fantastic, man. Jalen um, Brunson's awesome. And he was hysterical. He was. <laughs> His post game, they asked him because he scored forty again. So they asked him like, you know, did you ever did you see your dad score forty? For the Knicks, he goes. You mean over the course of his career? <laughs> and then he took shots at heart. He was just. He was. He is. He is feeling it, as they say. You know, I wanted to have Jordan Poole play awful last night. Yeah. Gosh, funny. he made some thanks, great. Thanks for angering him. He made some great plays last night. He's like Kyrie from the matchup against the Mavericks. I can't stand Kyrie. Goes off against the Knicks. Jordan Poole has been great his last five games. I saw Twitter trying to destroy Jordan Poole. I didn't mention this to you, Levac. That there's a play at the end of that game when the Wizards cut it to three. And one of Poole's teammates falls out of bounds and Poole goes to help him up. And now Twitter's trying to say, what are you doing? Yeah. Get back on D! So the inbounds <laughs> pass, the Knicks foul, the Knicks win. I don't like Jordan Poole. I don't hate him like mm. people on Twitter I found out last night. Relax, Turns everybody. Turns out, dirty Poole. <laughs> Turns out there's a lot of hate on social media. Who would have guessed? Story number two here. It's college basketball across the Capital Region in upstate New York. It starts off tonight. 7 o'clock tip-off is the Siena Saints take on the Quinnipiac Bobcats and some MAC action on a Friday wow. night. So proud of you. So proud that you're roaring and meowing. Somewhere Bill Walton's like, I love these two. Two big guys roaring into a <laughs> I microphone. Tell you, I would I'd definitely smoke weed with those guys. 
I don't know if that was good at all. The last, the last two was good. Like I saw the impression developing on the air. The last two words was good. I, yeah, I had to build it. it it's like a they don't just happen. Isn't Bill Hader known for that? Like he only yeah. does like two word impressions and they're spot well, on. You, you always find like the, the like the thing. Like um, uh, Dana Carvey's uh, George W. Bush, thousand points of light. Like that was. It was like <laughs> something he he said like once or never even really said. <laughs> Tomorrow seven o'clock. Now my order's out. Well, who cares? Albany plays tomorrow at 7 o'clock. The Great Danes back at home taking on Bryant. Uh, the Bryant team, I, you know, Coach Grasso got fired. Remember the don't you know who I am thing he did earlier this yeah. year and then he said he wanted to do coaching. I wanted Bryant to do better. I thought I was a fan of Coach Grasso. Uh, that Bryant program is not as good as I thought it was. But Albany's playing all right. I know they suffered their first loss recently at home, but Albany 7 o'clock tomorrow. And then a lot here. Of, a lot of real minutes left. Here tomorrow at Syracuse Basketball, we've got the – Adrian Autry coaches show getting underway at 10 o'clock pregame at 11 and a noon tip off inside the jam a wireless dome at noon as they take on the Miami Hurricanes here's what I'm going to do for the storyline of all those games I gave you Sienna we already talked about them how they struggled this season we know about you Albany here's how I'm going to present the Syracuse story there's big news out in central New York that they've decided to completely restructure the seating arrangement at the carry there you go. This is a fine JMA wireless dome. But back, they've moved the student section. So if you're one of the season ticket holders for basketball or football, more so football, they just called you up yesterday and said, hey, you know your tickets? They're not yours anymore. <laughs> you run a professional sports team. You're the president. That's Would you right. take us through what would happen if you called your season ticket holders one season and said, hey, uh, we're moving your tickets. How, how does that go through? Because it's happening to Syracuse fans right now. First, you delegate that. You don't do that yourself. Um, no, we we actually ran into that in 21 because there was – so the, the weird thing is if you have the team before, you have access to everything. If you didn't own the team before, you have to gain access to everything. And the, and the people at the arena are phenomenal, but no one was sure whether or not we could even get the season ticket holder records from 18 and 19. And then some of the people in there were like, I don't care. Let's just – Whoever comes in and buys first come first serve, so that was there was a lot of people who were like, "Well, this isn't this isn't right." And then during COVID in twenty one, when we had to space everyone, we had to take your seats. So like we'd be like, "All right, your seats are now four rows over here," and people got stuck in those seats. So it was a whole thing. It, it is you want to upset a season ticket holder? Tell them you're moving them. It is better for the dome because it looks so much better to have a student section in an end zone. The yeah. advantage and the calls, and it looks cooler. Like the, the design makes more sense rather than being pushed in the corner of the end zone. Maybe Coach Brown made that call. I don't know. There's been rumors it's been going on for months. It looks way better for the future. The carrier, gosh, twice, jammy wireless dome. I've been pretty good about not saying the carrier dome, but there you go. Uh, story number one. It's the NFL playoffs continuing on this weekend. We got two games Saturday. We got two games Sunday. We're getting closer and closer to the big Super Bowl in Las Vegas. LeVac, we've talked about the NFL games in the 3 o'clock hour. If you missed it, Apple, Spotify, the iHeart app, always on demand. Maybe we dive a little deeper here in a little segment we like to call Fantasy versus Reality. I'll allow it. Fantasy versus Reality is coming up. But first, um, I think we might have our first banning. We might have to ban... We have to ban a regular for Whoa. We have to put him in a penalty box at least for a little while. Uh-oh. For a little while. What if I told you one of our most loyal listeners was shopping for a Chevrolet and they weren't doing it at Mohawk Chevrolet? Why? What? What? First of all, and then and then had the nerve 
to reach out to me and complain about how terribly they were treated at this other dealership. To which I reminded them, of duh, go to Mohawk Chevrolet just off exit 12 of the Northway. Andy Gelcher, Jeff Harridan, the GM, Travis Horn, the new assistant GM, Katie Gattuso Duncan. Over 260 brand new vehicles on the lot, ready to go, making deals, red tag sales events, not to mention literally like pay your first payment of a lease and drive out of their stuff going on right now on tracks and Equinox. I drive a Mohawk Chevy Silverado named ScarJo that I love, and you have complimented, sir. My daughter drives a Mohawk Chevy. Most people I know drive a Mohawk Chevrolet now because they saw how much I love working with them, and now they're working with them. And you have the audacity, Corey from Greenwich. Oh, Corey! To send me a picture from a, a, a wannabe rival dealership and then complain about how you were treated. Corey, be better, okay? Be better. What would Corey's dad say about that move? My Corey, God. get your nuts out of here! I'm sick of it. What are you doing not going to Mohawk Chevrolet like Levac has told you? I'm going to spin kick you in the face. Get your meat out of my truck. That's why we can't have nice things. Young Corey's dad became Matt Foley. He's a little Matt Foley now. It's changed. If Matt Foley lives He's on adapted. a farm instead of a van down by the yeah. river. It's Corey's dad. Corey! How are you going to go to the wrong place and then reach out? Because I found out he was a little older, too, so it changed the... <laughs> and then I also found out he had a black belt. So okay. now it's like... So I just envision him like coming out and going, Hey. Dad, I was treated horribly at this Chevy dealership. Of course you were. You didn't go to Mohawk. And then he kicks him. And kicks smarts into you. Get your nuts off the table. Listen. And your meat. <laughs> Why do you have so much meat? Um, it's Mohawk Chevrolet. Listen, That's the place you got to go. It's no together, doubt. let's mm -hmm. drive. We were, we're in this together at Mohawk Chevrolet where they always go out of their way to please you. Don't go anywhere else. Just go right to Mohawk Chevrolet. Just trust me on this one, okay? Don't be Corey from Greenwich with your nuts and your meat everywhere. Fantasy versus reality is next right here at Fox Sports Radio 95.9 and 980. It's time for fantasy. Every year I set this league up. Every year. And I never win. This was the year. Oh, I don't know how to set a lineup. Stone, you stupid, stupid, stupid. Versus reality. Baby, we done it. We're rich, baby. Break out the red panties. We're rich, baby. With LeVac and Gods. Ah, uh, yes. Fantasy versus reality. Listen, I'd like to publicly apologize for going two and two. This weekend, bringing me down to uh, 39 and 20, a pitiful, dismal win percentage of 66.1%. I'm embarrassed, okay? I'm embarrassed that I'm down to 66. Guys, you, uh, what'd you do, two and two as well? I'm sorry, I just got through a big whiff of sarcasm there. That That's an unbelievable I'm in, record. I was at 70, like, the entire year. Well, uh, you're, you're at 500. You're at 50 because you have 26, 26, and 7. You are terrible at this. Wait a second. The answer is you. But boy, it is remarkable to go 59 picks and do nothing for the second consecutive week. You haven't moved. You're better off doing nothing. Right. I could have just done the same with myself. Be really good or really bad. Just don't be average. And here I sit at 26, 26, and 7. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I pretty much walked away with this. No, thing. no, 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 no. I mean, I'm at 66 for seven. How many picks do we have left? We have four this week. We have four this week. We have... Four for the conference championship week. 
We take a week off in between, and then we do our final finale live from Las Vegas on the Friday Super Bowl. So we have 12. 12 total? If I go 12-0. and 0, Yeah, I did the math today. If okay. I go 12-0, and 0, I will finish the season at 59%. I don't know what you would finish if you go 0-12. Oh, if I went 0-12, you'd beat me. Woo! If you did that. Woo! If you did that. However, if I get four right, I you can't touch me. If I get four right, it puts me at 60.56. You would be at 59.38. So as long as I get four right, one a week, you are blocked. You're out. And that's if you went perfect. So after this week, I will have this locked up. Because no. I'm going 4 0. Well, I'm going 4 0, too. I'm going 4 0. You're going to go 2 and 2, as usual. Because even if you go 4 0 this week, that means you go 0 4 next week in Fantasy vs. Reality. And I have decided that my prize is you will take me to dinner under the orange roof for this. Excellent. And you will pay for my wings and my beverages and maybe dessert. I might even have dessert. Okay, that's fair I'm enough. I'm going to let you go no. first. Uh, okay, so, you know, I think for the rest of the year, I should always go first because you do have the lead, and we have... And I'm better than you, and I can sit back and laugh. <laughs> As you pick against the daily fantasy number that you have found at, what, DraftKings? Yeah. And you, you half-point PPR? Yes. Loser. I'm going against my Buccaneers on the first one. You should. Jared, That's a good play. Jared Goff is my play here. 17.1 is the numbers the Detroit Lions take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, I sh I'm sure in the history of fantasy versus reality, I've usually sat in this like forward against a Buccaneer second action. 17.1 the number for Goff against a Buccaneer secondary that we've covered this has struggled. Now, it was a weird finish last week because when we did this, the Bucs and the Eagles kicked off on a Monday. A.J. Brown got scratched. But Monty Smith still had a really good game against the Buccaneers secondary, led by Antoine Whitfield Jr., who's one of the best secondary players in the entire NFL. But St. Brown on the outside. Gibbs can catch the ball out of the backfield. Montgomery came too. Sam Laporte is sort of healthy. I don't even know how to describe Laporte. But he's playing. Let's put it like that. Golf gets a good match against the Buccaneers. That doesn't necessarily mean. You know what, LeVac? I know it's your thing to do, but here's what I'm declaring every single time. Once I'm done with my fantasy play, I'm just going to scream out money line. All right, money line, Buccaneers money line over the Detroit Lions, but Goff beats his <laughs> fantasy number at 17.1. Give me Goff over in that one. I'm going to do this in order of play, and that means I'm starting with the Houston Texans at the Baltimore Ravens. Texans are getting nine and a half points. The total is 43 and a half. This game screams quarterback highlight reel all day long. C.J. Stroud, I think he shows up. He shows everybody why he's going to be the offensive rookie of the year. However, that bad man across the field, Lamar Jackson, is going to remind everybody why he is the most valuable player in the NFL. But see, here's the thing. Everybody thinks the best game is going to be Sunday night. I'm telling you right now, I think this is going to be the best game of the weekend. I am predicting an instant classic. I think this is going to be one of those games that we look at and we start drooling and salivating over the thought of C.J. Stroud versus Lamar Jackson for years and years to come. I love this game. And let's a little, little added motivation for you. I believe that if Texans offensive coordinator Bobby Slowick can get Stroud and the boys to put up 25 to 30 points against this Ravens defense, he is going to be an O.C. no more. He will be an H.C. Somebody will hire him to be the head coach. I believe. This will be a good game. I believe it'll be a close game. It will not be a blowout. And that is why I'm going to take the Houston Texans plus nine and a half points. 
Monday to Friday, a lot can happen through a week. Monday, I was convinced these were all going to be blowouts on Saturday. Now I sit here on a Friday in Levesque. Might have a smile on his face knowing that I lean more towards his play in that game. No, that game doesn't help me. You're terrible blow- at this. Than the blowout. Hang You're on. terrible at Hang this. On. I'd prefer if you disagree with me. 11. Uh, I'll, I'll give you the take on the game, but first I'll give you Devin Singletary. He is my running back play. How convenient that worked out. 11.2 is the number for Singletary. And the difference. McCaffrey's just too hard to figure out. I could do McCaffrey every single week. It's too hard to figure out if that number is going to truly match what we can do. And almost you feel disappointed by a McCaffrey number. But second through seven is separated by two and a half points. I'll take Devin Singletary to potentially get in the end zone for the Texans. If that deep threat that the Texans have on the outside gets tackled at the two or the one, Singletary can vulture a touchdown for me. Give me 11.2 in that number. I do believe Baltimore is going to win this game. I say Ravens, money line. But this is going to have a March Madness feel to it. And what I mean by that is that the Texans, I would play like Texans halftime or Texans first quarter. I could see a late touchdown by Baltimore, a backdoor cover, and getting that double-digit cover. You give out cover. fantasy advice. Ravens, Ravens money line. You give out fantasy advice. That's your job. We already talked about these games. I'll give out the plays. Ravens money line. Green Bay Packers at San Francisco 49ers. Niners are a nine and a half point favorite. The total is 50 and a half points. Listen, I was wrong going against the Packers last week. So I know what you're thinking to yourself. You're like, Levac, no way. You're going to go against them again. Wrong, 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 wrong. The 49ers have a date with destiny. You could argue, and I would argue, that Kyle Shanahan is the best National Football League head coach that hasn't won a Super Bowl yet. This 49ers team can do everything, and they do it all better than the Packers. Give me the Niners in a butt whooping. I'll lay the nine and a half points. Look at this. Niners Packers for my wide receiver play. Why don't I like Brandon Ayuk? What does fantasy versus reality hit for you by double digits? There I am. Last time you played him in fantasy versus reality hit for you by double digits. There I am. Talking to myself again. Having that eternal monologue. All about you. 10.1's the number here for Brandon Ayuk, and I think he beats that against the Green Bay matchup. Now, Debo Samuel's not too far off. Debo on most sites that you find his number for is 11.4, 11.5. So Ayuk and Debo, I could have gone either way. I just feel like Ayuk's got a little bit more speed. Potentially that matchup with a young Packers secondary can get him for a long route. So I'll take Ayuk with that number, beating it. Give me Brandon Ayuk, the number again, one more time. 10.1. 10.1. And you already said you're taking the, what? What are you doing? Niners money line. Oh, you're such a wimp. All right, you already talked about this game. Let me talk about this game. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are at the Detroit Lions. The Lions are a six and a half point favorite. The total is 48 and a half. I think there will be a lot of points in this game. I also think Todd Bowles and the Buccaneers blitzed the life out of Jalen Hurts, the Eagles, and any kindness that was left between Jay Gruden and RG3. That being said, remember what I said about Bobby Slowick? Say the same thing about Ben Johnson. The OC for the Lions has a chance to become a head coach if he handles this game appropriately. He will adjust to the blitz, unlike what happened last week with Philly. He will get on the right track. He will get points on the board, and he will probably be a head coach, if not this year, next year. Detroit Lions lay the six and a half points. The Buccaneers are way in over their head. Baker Mayfield is trash. Todd Bowles is a defensive coordinator. Goss is going to be crying. And whatever, if, if he did make a child last week, he may have to he may have to just cry and make another one so that one has somebody to play with while he's crying and being a loser as a Buccaneers fan. I got so, real personal at the end. Did. Like, we, we, you insulted my unborn child that may or may not. I didn't insult the unborn child. I insulted the parents, and I said it's going to need another child. 
I hope they're twins so they can they can, they can carry you out of the bar when you're crying in your beer. I feel like I should get a pregnancy test for my wife after last week, right? Is it worked that what? fast? You know, like, you know what? No, I'm personal. <laughs> Our last play here. I did all four <laughs> games. This worked out well. I like where this went. Now, usually I like to stay away from going back to back in fantasy versus real. I don't like playing the same person every single week. That's not fun, especially for people who have different players on different rosters and you're adjusting your roster. Last week, I played Dawson Knox. That was a nice hit for me, the tight end position, which has been tough to figure out this season in fantasy. Now I'm flipping at Dalton Kincaid. Ha-ha, that counts, all right? I'm not going back-to-back -back with Knox again. I'm going Dalton Kincaid, who did over his number last week, and he's going to do it again as the Buffalo Bills take on the Kansas City Chiefs. I love Kincaid's number, 6.5. You know I'm not a big-time anytime touchdown scorer, but I feel like as we get closer and closer to that kickoff on Sunday at 6.30, if Kincaid's number's like at plus 200, ooh, putting a little, little money on Kincaid to get that anytime touchdown score for me. Dalton Kincaid, the number 6.5 is what I'm seeing here for the Buffalo Bill tight end. There's and that. Bill's money line. Oh. I picked the games here. Anytime touchdown for, I don't know yet, Isaiah Pacheco. How's that? All right. All right. Here's the deal. Kansas City Chiefs on the road. First ever road playoff game for Patrick Mahomes. He's getting two and a half points from the Bills. Total 45 and a half. Bills looked really good for a lot of the game last week but they're going up against a team that is i'm sorry to say this superior to them because patrick mahomes is the best player in football he is the quarterback he's the man he it's the mvp award that lamar jackson wins this year should be called the patrick mahomes mvp award that's how good mahomes is i want the bills to win this game i don't think they're going to Give me the Kansas City Chiefs plus two and a half points. Levac. Mahomes is going to get it done. If if you if if the Bills are going to win this thing, it's going to be because Captain Novice, Harrison Butker, misses an extra point or something. That's how it's going to work out. I I believe the Chiefs win this game and end up playing the Ravens in Baltimore next week. Chiefs plus two and a half. I held out hope for 80 minutes today, almost 90 minutes. I held out hope that maybe your attitude would change about this game. This game kicks off Sunday at 6.30. You have so many Bills fans that you know. Our guy, Willie Fish, loves the Buffalo Bills. I love, hey, listen, I want the Bills. Said it all day. Bills-Lions, dream matchup for the Super Bowl. Dream matchup. Somebody's going to win it for the first time. Neither one's going to be there, so. What about Cam, the Firebird ultimate number one fan? He's a huge Bills He's fan. He's a pain in my butt, okay? I love Cam. He's a pain in my butt, so that doesn't change anything. Benny Wednesday. Love Benny Wednesday. Oh, my God. In the office today. It's Joe Nair, who's the head of ticket sales. It is Darius Prince, the GOAT. It is Dwayne Hollis, the Mr. Defensive Coordinator, myself, Benny, telling us all that Josh Allen is a better quarterback than Patrick Mahomes. Telling us all that he will win multiple Super Bowls in Buffalo. You know what? It's on Benny now. It is? He, he went too far. He, he got too caught up in the... He's, he's, he's crazy. All right, he's quick, crazy. I'll quickly recap. I'm going to go quarterback to tight end real quick here again Jared Goff my play here even though it hurts me even though I think my <laughs> Buccaneers will win the game 17.1 is the number for Goff he beats that against the Buccaneer defense destroys it love the Devin Singletary running back spot here 11.2 the Texans running back scores against the Baltimore Ravens wide receiver position Brandon Ayuk 10.1 take that play and Dalton Kincaid tight end 6.3 the number for the Buffalo Bills tonight. Name's Dalton. 
All right, here's my plays running it back. I like the Houston Texans plus nine and a half. C.J. Stroud, D'Amico Ryan, the real deal. San Francisco 49ers minus nine and a half. Green Bay, it was nice to see. You had a good run. Go eat some cheese. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you ain't going to win this one. Detroit laying the six and a half. I think the Lions come out and handle their business. And the one that causes me no joy, and this is not sarcasm, Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs, plus two and a half. I think Travis Kelsey scores. I think Isaiah Pacheco scores. I think that Chris Jones lays it down out there. Drops the hammer, if you will. Oh, God. That is fantasy versus reality. When I go 4-0 this week, Gaz is officially out. Cannot win the thing. I just realized I didn't take Dawson Knox last week because he did the names Dalton thing, and I remember he did that same thing last week. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's how close the Bills' tight ends are in my mind. Yeah. So there you go. I almost go. said something when I got kicked off the radio. Oh, gosh. On a Friday? Don't please. No, no, no. How about I'll we... save that for the next break. No, don't. don't. Let's let's talk about Elevation 10,000 instead. Ooh. You're rocking some Elevation 10,000 gear I'm always today. rocking Elevation gear. As a matter of fact, it's become a problem. Oh. I don't know if I can wear Elevation 10,000 gear anymore. I've got my, my Firebirds hoodie on. You know, my name is embroidered on it. i got my Firebirds hat on. Perfectly done by our friends over at Elevation 10,000. They've helped me with websites. They helped me with the web store. They helped me with advertising. But they made this apparel. They made this gear. And every time I wear it, where's my hoodie? Where's my hat? It goes on and on and on and on. The stuff is too good. It's too nice. If you want to be bothered as to where this, where, where your friends and family and random people on the street, where they can get the exact stuff you're wearing, well, then get a hold of Elevation 10,000. If you want a sign that's so perfectly made, that other people are like, wow, I need to go to that business. I need to be a part of that. I need to give them work. Well, then go to Elevation 10,000. If you want to be left alone and have your business fail so you have more time to yourself, don't go to Elevation 10,000. I'm confused by that, but I feel like Elevation 10,000 is very good. I know that. I know you were – I'm not sure if you were mad at me or people or – It's you, guys. I think I'm mad at you. I think it's Benny Wednesday again. This is all your I fault, little, Benny Wednesday. Don't throw that at me. Stop it. Okay. Elevation 10,000 is the place to help you. It's a walking resume. I thought about this today. Ooh. If you want to see how good the gear is, like LeVac just said – Check out the apparel. When people are constantly asking LeVac for more gear, what a compliment Me, that is. My hat, man. To Elevation 10,000. The same goes for their digital Can marketing. Can I get a polo? If you follow them on social media, look at their videos and the coverage they have for businesses. Show it. Hey, mom, dad, aunt, uncle, this is why you should work for Elevation 10,000. Hold it up. Show them the Instagram videos and more and show them that they can get in touch with a new business and especially new people that maybe they didn't even realize that wants to work with their business. That's the power of digital marketing. Uh, or of apparel and elevating your brand with elevation 10,000. Yes. It's a, uh, you know, it's not in all sincerity, elevation 10 K.com. Check it out. If you want to elevate your brand, if you want to be better, this is the way to do it. Questions you don't have answers to. They either have them. Hey, it's LeVac. Listen, I am so pumped about this trip to Vegas. Never been to Vegas back covering radio row for the Super Bowl for the first time in four years. And the reason that I'm not even worried about anything is I already made my trip to the Integrative Sleep Center in Boston Spa with Dr. Fred Dreer. When you travel, you got to worry about snoring. got to share a room with old Gazi Bear over there. That's Now I know that you're not going to be kept up by the snoring. Thank you, Integrative Sleep Center. <laughs> I would like to tell you how much I appreciate it. LeVac, I, I know you've told the story before, but on a Friday, it's fun sharing again. The first time we did it, I thought you were joking. Did I what? thought like, it was like a bit of how... Loud, you were snoring. <laughs> like, oh, he's doing it just for comedy. And it was real. No, it was. And and it's, uh, you know, look, I, there's still a little snore. 
but it's rhythmic because I keep breathing, and it's not super loud because I have a mouthpiece that keeps my airway open. No hoses, no wires, easy to travel with. I'm going to wear it on the plane because we're red-eyeing back on Friday night just so that we can possibly be hanging out with somebody at a Super Bowl party or two. We're, we're, we're ready to make the rounds. So I was afraid I'd fall asleep on the plane, which means I'd be snoring on the plane, which means I'd be annoying everyone else. But no, I'm going to put the mouthpiece in. That's how easy it is to travel with it. I'll throw it right in my carry-on. I'll be ready to go. See, even the computer knows I'm right. That's how cool it is. It just makes all the difference in the world. And uh, like that's that's that thing is when I have a good idea. So do what I did. Stop worrying about this stuff. 518-885-6185. Have the conversation with Lorianne. She'll walk you through everything you need to know about insurance. Ivy's there to help. Doc Dreer is there to make sure you get the treatment you deserve and you start sleeping better too. 518-885-6185. Dr. Fred Dreer, diplomat Fred Dreer. Diplomat of Sleep Medicine and the Integrative Sleep Center in Boston Spa. Help me sleep better. They're going to help you sleep better, too. Time for the play of the day. It is brought to you by Mohawk Chevrolet. Together, let's drive Mohawk Chevy where we always go out of our way to please you. What is that look on your face? Yeah, I- I'm fighting here. I'm fighting if I should have done this earlier in the show, if I shouldn't have done it. I know you and I had this conversation before. I think I've done the best to hold Get a haircut? This. You should have done it a while ago. No, not involving the haircut. Uh, I know I've asked you this before, and sadly, I don't remember the answer. Did you collect things as a kid? <laughs> Everything. I've, like, I think, like, there none of the alphabet stuff existed when I was a kid. So, like, OCD was quirky. Um, ADHD was a-hole. Um, <laughs> like, all these things. <laughs> I had, I kept bottle caps one year. Okay. And, like, between what my parents drank and my neighbors drank, and then if people came over... I had like a garbage bag full of bottle caps and someone, and it's all because someone told me once that some of them were collectible. So I had all these bottle caps and I would go through, I'm like, what about this one? No, that's just a Jenny cream. Okay. What about this one? No, it's just, and then finally I threw them all away, but no, I've always baseball cards. Okay. Uh, new era statues, everything. There we go. So like baseball cards is my first one as a kid, baseball cards. And then it was like pettits. Penance. I want penance. Penance. Right. He had to. He collected what he did to make up for all his evils. It was- so I had those in my room. And then a, the ultimate one for me was Sports Warrior? Illustrated covers. Ooh, I must have issue, right? at, at least 400 like covers of Sports Illustrated because I used to always get it every week. I would read it. I wanted to be in sports media as a kid. So I'm like, this is the pinnacle. Like before ESPN, before Fox, before NBC, before these television and radio networks sports illustrated was the job and levac i don't mean to drop this on i don't even know if you saw it today because it's been a loaded friday but earlier this afternoon sports illustrated's new owner the arena group emailed their entire staff and said they all got laid off today oh the entire staff the entire staff at sports Illustrated. does that include fan-sided and all of it so a friend of ours? Two two friends of ours that I know. And I wanted to text them today, and I feel like it's such a shock to probably everybody. Like, when there's layoffs in media, the Sporting News just had a layoff. I know we know people at the Sporting News. We know people at Sports Illustrated. We know people at a bunch of media companies who have been laid off before. But this one is, like, the history of sports in America. Yeah, it hits like, pretty close to home. This one is, if you are an older listener to this show, if you are somebody in your 30s like me, maybe you caught it in your late 20s. Like, that was it in sports. Like, Sports Illustrated was the job. You would wait by the mailbox and get it. I still on this show in 2024 will reference that was on the cover of Sports Illustrated. That week they were on Sports Illustrated. They had so much hype in the preseason. They were on the Sports Illustrated 
season preview. I'm like gutted. I've had people reach out to me who are friends from back home in Syracuse and be like, hey, guys, did you see the news about Sports Illustrated? Because, and please, I feel that I'm mentioning these two guys just because they're so close to this show. Kevin Sweeney, who covers college basketball for Sports Illustrated, who was one of our former interns, who on the LeVac and Goss tree, we are just as proud as anybody who's done something who's interned with us. But Kevin, we knew when he was 18 years old. Okay, he's on another level. I hope yeah. he's okay. I want to reach out to him, and I want to make sure he – Matt Verneram, who we know, you yeah. mentioned. like uh, We Sligo look forward guy. to seeing him. That's one of the best – that's one of the biggest perks of going to cover the Super Bowl is that we know we're going to run into Verneram. He – when you were busting my chops yesterday about not booking anybody, the first name in my mind to book for the Monday show was Matt Verneram. Not saying he's not going to be on the Monday show because that guy's got a wealth of knowledge – and I hope when we kick off our coverage on Radio Row, Matt is our first guest because he's that talented and that good. But I feel like I don't work for Sports Illustrated. So is you Sports don't. Illustrated gone? This is the end of it. Like, this is like the fourth time in a row you and I have talked about, like, what Sports Illustrated was. Like, they had massive layoffs four years ago. They had a massive layoff again when they sold it again. Today's the day where, like, nobody's left. Like, the the robots have taken over. The oh. AI has taken over. So hopefully if you're listening Skynet. to Rights for right, SINA. like hopefully, if you're listening on the podcast side, by the time Levac and I had this conversation around like 4:45, 4:50 on a Friday, something's changed. If you're out s- snow blowing, if you're getting an exercise in on the weekend, you're driving around. Hopefully, what we're saying now has aged poorly, and a bunch of people are back at Sports Illustrated. But it doesn't feel like that today. It feels like every single employee for Sports Illustrated got laid off today, and I'm really bummed about it. I I didn't want to take. I didn't want to leave the show talking about it because it's hard to transition off of that. I know we're going to get a play of the day. I know we're going to have fun talking about the weekend stuff. But I think I needed to mention that because of how close that show and that industry has been to LeVac and Gaz and everybody who's a sports fan, man. So uh, it's a tough day in sports. I want to make sure I gave a shout to those two guys in particular, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel terrible for you that other people got fired. Um, that's not how that. It's kind of what you that's did. That's not how that kind of what you did there. No, it is not. kind of what you did there. How, how, how did you spin that into that? You're like, I've lived for Sports Illustrated. It's the backbone of my childhood. I collected the covers of Sports Illustrated. Offering a perspective for and people who may not know. Everyone got laid off at Sports Illustrated, and I feel awful. It's all about me. It's not what that was meant to be. Greedy guys. I don't think that's how it came off, I hope. <laughs> hope I felt genuinely um, bad for those people. No, yeah. Well, it's just like, like you said, Vernon but you, but here's the reason that I'm kind of being lighthearted right now. Like, if you or I got laid off, ugh, who knows? Who knows? We're not that talented. Um, but, but you said it right with Sweeney and with Verneram. Those guys, they're they're top notch. They are top notch. As a matter of fact, I hate to do this to you to when when your childhood, you know, love of Sports Illustrated just got just got the death knell. I've always thought they were too good to be there. I thought with what Sports Illustrated has become, I thought either one of them should have been, you know, either at ESPN or if God God bless us, Fox Sports. So I think they'll be fine. If if I'm one of the other, if I'm if I'm Barstool, how great would Verdigan be at Barstool? He would just was on uh, two days. Sorry, Sweeney was on two days ago. But yes, his his Sweeney mentality would be, is like would that, fit yeah. in a different way. Like Sweeney and if you Kevin Sweeney, Big T reminds me of, of Kevin Sweeney with the. But he's an angrier version of Kevin Sweeney, like the a little bit quieter, not as outspoken. But when he does talk, he has a lot to say, um, and they know their stuff. But Verderam is like he would just go in there and start 
blasting people. Barstool be, Chicago, where he's yeah, based too. Yeah, would be fun. Um, Give those guys the follow on social Fox, media. Sports. Anybody yeah. should be. If I'm if I'm any of the if I'm any of the bigs that are still out there, I'm picking off talent. You know, just in case this is a, a, a maneuver. All right, we're gonna lay you all off. We'll renegotiate. We'll bring you back. Different price, different whatever. I if I'm any of those, I'm quick as I can. I'm getting a hold of Kevin Sweeney and Matt Verdera and bringing them on. At CBB underscore essentials, Kevin's handle on Twitter, at Matt Verderam, V-E-R-D-E-R-A-M-E. Follow those guys because I'm sure even though today's a tough day for them, I believe nobody really publicly has talked about this yet for Sports Illustrated. Those guys are phenomenal, so thinking and, about them today. And before any of you say, well, LeVac, why don't you why don't you just get them hired with you at Fox Sports Radio 95.9 and 980? I can't get me hired, so uh, I can't get someone else hired. I, I don't have the power to get me hired. I'm still just kind of here. I'm a, I'm just a, I just take up space and annoy people. Matt. And there's memos about me, so <laughs> I could be gone in a second. Usually, I usually sometimes, very rarely, does Lavac set me up for a really hard thing to transition out of. I've clearly done this now after the Sports Illustrated story of how do we get out of this? Let's do this. The play of the day, thanks to Mohawk Chevrolet. If you're looking to invest, uh, JP in Glenville, I want to give him a shout out. JP shot an email to the show. He said, hey, guys, I've been looking for that 30-1 to 1 rushing touchdown prop bet you had on DraftKings earlier in the week. Where did it go? For those who might be like JP and missed that, it's been taken off the board. So, again, one more reminder. One of my favorite plays, the 30-1 to 1 shot, is no longer on the board. We just came off of Fantasy versus Rally with our plays for the weekend. Does anything else jump out to you, LeVac? Anything oh. else? It doesn't have to be the NFL. could be no, the no. NBA. Oh, I got I'm so here's the here's the two plays that I I know I'm doing this weekend that I did not do as part of fantasy versus reality. Yeah, over Green Bay San Fran, fifty and a half points. I like that a lot. I think that game will go screaming over. I think San Fran will score forty by themselves. Um, but I also did what I did during one of the things that won me the C four Smart Energy Bankroll Challenge was my teaser. So I have a four team teaser this weekend. I teased it's a six and a half point teaser. I got the Texans, the Niners, the Lions, and the Chiefs. So I teased the Texans up to 16. I teased the Niners down to only only um, given three. The Lions are a pick them now, and the Chiefs are getting nine. So that's that's 20 to one right there, my friend. That's nice. Two, 20 two to, to one. Two to one. Two, uh-huh. to one. two to one. Sorry, two to one. Two to one is still good. I put 50 on. I'm getting 100 back. Okay. How's that? And I'm gonna and I, and it's not that's not gambling, okay? Because gambling implies you might lose. That's winning. That bet is winning. I. Like Chuck Norris doesn't go hunting because hunting implies a probability you may not get something. Chuck Norris goes killing. This is killing. I'm killing this one. This okay. is a win. Okay, because I basically gave away my fantasy versus reality plays. Just yelled out, muddy line, muddy line, muddy line during fantasy versus reality. <laughs> sort of ruined it. So I will just do this instead. Here's how I'd like you to play this weekend. If you have a team, whether it's the Buccaneers, whether it's the Bills, the Ravens, like your Super Bowl pick right now, here's how I would play this. I'm going to give credit to one of our old pals of the show, Harborside Hal. Hey! Harborside Hal offered this great piece of advice, and it's something that's always stuck with me when you wager on prop bets for futures. Let's say, for instance, you think the Ravens are going to win the Super Bowl, and you say, you know what? I like the Ravens' number right now to win the Super Bowl. I'm going to drop that bet right now. Bet them to win the AFC. Yeah. And you're I, leaving I, money on the table. Don't yeah. leave money on the table. If you're going to put 100 bucks on the Ravens to win the Super Bowl, don't. Put 80 and put the other 20 on the AFC. Don't leave money on the table. I know everyone always thinks, how much money can I win? It's almost sometimes I get to view it. I lost less. That's okay to view it like that. Cover yourself. Now, I move on to this. 
This is the weekend because of more teams in play that you should make a prop bet for the Super Bowl matchup. Again, one more time. Bills, Bucks. You want to play that? Prop it in. However, here's where I would add this. Add in something crazy in another sport. Like, I keep looking at the Tennessee Volunteer basketball team. I'm not a Tennessee fan at all from childhood when they robbed McNabb in the home opener back in the 90s. But that Tennessee Vols team is so good. So I want to do Bills, Bucks, Tennessee. But I want to add, like, a round robin. So if you don't know what round robins are, just think of it like two out of three. Okay? So that's what I would do this weekend. This is the fun prop weekend. Pick the Super Bowl matchup you think it's going to be. Ravens, Niners, uh, Texans versus... Packers, and then a long shot in college hoops, the NBA, hockey, and see what that payout is for you. That's my advice. Round robin that bet, your Super Bowl pick plus something else in another sport and get a big fat payday for you. Place it on there. Three pick parlay. Mine would be Bucks, Bills, Tennessee. That would be my play. Tennessee's at 20 to 1. You would lose. I put 50 cents on that bet. You're going to lose. I'm going to win thousands of dollars. Bucks are hot. Their host. It's over. It's over. That's why I round robin it just again. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> all right. There it is. There's the uh, place of the day. Um, I um, I recommend not doing what God said and just keep betting your favorite to win the Super Bowl each week. That's what I say. That's, <laughs> you should have bet the style. other stuff earlier. That's, that's you know, you're not going to yeah, make much money back. I will I will point this out to you. A lot of people do think that, like, oh, if I put 20 on them just to win the AFC, well, it's it only pays back, you know, $35. Okay, well. Tell me the stock you know you can buy right now that pays back $35 on a $20 investment. It's you gotta you sometimes you have to limit the amount you think you're gonna get back. And you have to be ready to call one 800 gambler Or if you have, you or someone you know has a problem because it, it can get a little out of control. It, the winning becomes very fun and the losing becomes very crippling sometimes. Fun, so fun. Please, if you're gonna wager on sports, make it fun. If you're not having fun doing it anymore, put the phone down, yeah. put it in another room, enjoy it. It's still sports. But this is a part of it. We like talking about this because there's a huge part of this audience that listens to the show that cares about this part of the show. We appreciate that, too. Yeah, we started by talking about everyone not having jobs, and now we go into the depression of gambling addiction. Uh, it's been a great show for everyone. I know you can't wait for it to come back on Monday. Um, we're what? We're a week away from going to the chili cook-off and all that stuff? Yes. Levesque, let's end on a positive note. Let's say one week from today, we. You know what? Not even me. I will be there. But it's the return. Finally, the <laughs> alumni himself, Jeffrey Allen Levac, will be back at his alma mater, Colony High School, sort of. It's for Colony High School. We're going to be at the hangar at the 746, and we're going right to be the – Right? Right over here, yeah. Not far from here. Yeah. We will be the judges for the chili cook-off. More information on the way of the charities that you can help throughout that broadcast. That's one week from today. But, again, Levac's alma mater, a part of that. I know you're going to be excited. We're going to be talking about some of – your former classmates are scheduled to be joining the show. We've got a really big guest on the softball side of sports. Cannot wait. Thank you to everybody at Colony who's asked us to come back and be the judges I, this year. Am I, is, is Bobby Fish is going to be there. Bobby Fish will be there. We're trying to work on a Undisputed time to schedule era. him. He's the same great um, as you. Yes. Yeah, we played lacrosse together for a little bit. He was a better football player, but he was a good lacrosse player too. Um, Matt Halleck. Matt Halleck, the, the hitting garage himself, the the batting coach, if you will. Jesse Warren, who is the softball phenomenal player. She's scheduled to join us. So that's what the schedule looks like. Maybe Mike Quartle will show up. Whoa. Tom Cacciatorian? No, oh, he's boss? always there. Yeah. He's he's the he is now. He's 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 a suit now. <laughs> he's changed, man. I don't think he really has changed. That's the good part. Like if his dad was my principal. And now he's the principal. So just think about that. 
I always thought his dad was a little stuffy. He never was. So, you know, I'm just saying. You know, just putting it out there. I know you're thrilled to get back next week to the alma mater, but we're going to be at the hangar at 747. I got that right. Uh, and having a lot of fun next week, so you can come out and join us and support all the great local charities we're going to be supporting one week from today. And just to make sure that we're pumped up and ready for it, maybe we'll pop a C4 on the way over. A little C4 energy, a little explosive energy you can feel. There's stewards between here and there. We'll grab an orange slice and be on our way. Throughout this week, I've been telling you about the random times I've gotten woken up by the toddlers. Oh I God. slept great last night. I woke up and missed the alarm this morning. The wife had to wake me up. I'm like, man, I got a great night's sleep. First thing I did when I got downstairs, I popped open a frozen bombsicle. I tell you about the rankings of like which one I like the best. First taste of a frozen bombsicle at 7.30 in the morning gets me ready for the rest of the day. It tastes great. You don't eat burnt coffee. I got two coffee makers in my house now because some people complain about our coffee at our wow, house. Wow, that's your wife and her sister. You're not supposed to call them that. C4 is what you need in your system. Every flavor is great. It gives you the boost that you need. Go over to Stewart's today. Grab yourself one for the weekend or whatever you have planned. Get yourself going with a C4. How you know, dare you? You know how you turn the coffee maker into a snowblower? We're back. <laughs> you know what? C4, get you some today. <laughs> Wash your hands. Don't touch your face. Hand or a shovel. Uh, <laughs> Hopefully, I'm allowed in the house. I'll hit five. Fox Sports Radio, 95.9, 980. Hit the button. Got a spare room for me this weekend? Bye. <laughs>